Hello fellow time travelers, I'm Tony Witt with the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations. I'm joined by... Dalton Hughes. And by... Alison Fitzsafried. And we record our episodes twice a month. You're listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Enjoy your travels. This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Video Junkyard Podcast for a very special evening. I am here, uh, I'm Eric Branson, of course, and I'm here with my co-host and friend Joe Peterson. How's it going, Joe? Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, it's going. I was going to say, the reason I say tonight is a special episode is because, uh, as we've been talking about so much, if you've been following along on our Facebook or our Twitter feeds, tonight is our first annual uh, Razzies special. So... As we are sitting here speaking, the um, Academy of for the Motion Picture Arts or whatever they like to call themselves these days uh, is Oscars, having their yeah. yearly Oscars um, ceremony, which I this year have chose to sit out of. Um, I usually do watch the Oscars ceremony. Is it something in, that you're usually on top of, Joe, or have you? I've been sitting these out for the last couple of years. In fact, it's been a while since I've watched any of the Academy Awards, but I usually have been following very closely with trying to at least see a couple of the films that are nominated so even though i don't watch the show i just kind of keep up with it after the fact or keep up with it online or something rather than sit through the actual show um but this year i I have to say i I really haven't been watching much I, i think i've seen one film that's been nominated for best picture which is black panther it's just something that i don't know this year there haven't been many films i've been that interested in seeing and when I when I saw the list of you know here are all the nominations for you know the various categories there were a number on there I hadn't even heard of that were nominated for like best picture and things, and I and I read up on them and kind of wasn't that impressed with the premise and I don't know found that just reading the the premise it was like oh it's one of those movies oh, I already kind of know how that one's gonna end and it's just not that much exciting yeah. so I'm kind of glad that we're doing the Razzie one instead. <laughs> There's more to talk about. This is the second, <laughs> yeah, this is the second or third year in a row that I've not been real interested in watching the ceremony, and main, mainly that's because they're always so long and dull for the most part, and also the fact that I don't think I've seen any of these movies this year. I'd have to look back at the list and see what was nominated, but it's, um, I think, the second or third year where at the time of nomination or at the time when the Oscars were actually on that I hadn't seen any of these movies. Now, subsequently, I did end up seeing some of them from last year, and it's not like I have anything necessarily against the Oscars or against the movies that they nominate. Like, I usually end up enjoying them, at least to some extent, the uh, Best Picture nominees, or there's at least something nominated that I find value in. But it's just kind of become, for me recently, it's just kind of become... Like you just kind of pointed out, like there's kind of these. You read the synopsis of what these movies are about, and it's like, oh, okay, that that that's that movie. You know, now they're now they always have to have like the kind of like they just kind of pick out each like specific. We got to do something from this genre or this type of film and this genre and this type of film to just make sure um, everything is like equally represented. And I'm not talking about you know representation of gender, sexuality, uh, race, um, ethnicity, religion, so on and so forth. I'm talking about literally nitpicking like genre (laughs) per genre films out of um yeah so it just seems like they're kind of filling in yeah kind of filling out a form if you for lack of a better yeah and i i just really haven't felt like the the films that that i've been seeing and i'm not i don't mean this come off like a like a 
pretentious type thing or anything, but you know, the movies that I watch typically aren't the kind that are nominated for Best Picture, you know? <laughs> I realize how that sounds. <laughs> but but in reality, just personally, I, right. I haven't had too much of this big interest in the kind of movies that are coming out. And I wonder if, how much of that is age, how much of that is like my own age just changing. I wonder how much of that is change of the times with what style of movies are being nominated. I don't know. I was talking to some people about this the other day that it, I still hold like a reverence for films of the 90s, which is why we do the show, you know, like like we do. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, really? But, you think? <laughs> yeah, you think? But that is, I think it's, I think the reason that that era <laughs> as more effective for you and I is that was kind of the era that defined us or we, we defined as films. Like to me, the standard for what is best picture quality were things like silence of the lambs were, were things like dances with wolves and stuff. Not that I don't critique those films, but just those were the type of films. So when I hear about some of the things being nominated, I don't know. I mean, some of them I want to see, I just like, I don't know. There's other things that seem more pressing. <laughs> Yeah, I have a legitimate interest in over half of the films that were, were uh, nominated for Best Picture. I just haven't gotten around to seeing them. Obviously, I talk about it all the time on the podcast that it's difficult for me to you know sit yeah. down and watch a lot of movies, especially the ones that aren't for um, the podcast. But there are a handful of films this year. I actually think it's a fairly good group. It just So I'm going to take it back. It's not that I'm not interested in the films per se. It's that I don't have any familiarity with them at the moment. So there's no I don't have any stakes in it. Um, this year at all so i mean i definitely would like to see black panther i have not seen it yet um mm. i know everyone's kind of going oh my gosh but uh like i said i got two-year-olds takes a lot of time to get to seeing movies i own a copy of black panther just haven't watched it yet so I, it's okay i just literally watched ant-man and wasp tonight <laughs> for the first time so oh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm behind a bit on my yeah, i think i own that one too and haven't watched it um yeah i think i'm a behind black a bit panther on um well. black klansman is one i really want to see i'm excited I do, I do about see seeing that one, that yeah. one. um bohemian rhapsody i have an interest in seeing um i've not been a super huge fan of like the kind of over oversaturation of like biopic movies that yeah. just um but this is it's supposedly good and it's uh queen is definitely some a band that i've been a fan of for most of my life not a rabid fan i not a favorite necessarily but definitely something that somebody musically that i appreciate so well yeah and i mean um, I yeah saw interested that, in seeing that as well i saw and, that that this this film green book was nominated um which i hadn't even heard of coming out and when i saw oh there's this this movie is getting some buzz and it's been nominated for best picture is when i first noticed it and i read the basic synopsis and went oh okay well that's uh and it's a fascinating topic it's it's an important story to tell but essentially Mm -hmm. this is driving miss daisy for 2018 2019 you know yeah pretty much the same kind of yeah so i mean maybe in time but I don't know. I, At this I, point. Like I said, I, I'm noticing the oversaturation of, of biopics, and it's either here's your biopic, uh, or two, here is the edgy film that's going to be nominated. I don't know. And to be honest, and, and I'm not going to try to get off on a rant here or anything about it, but uh, or about the content, but I've kind of noticed that award shows such as this, are they become very political. And not that I have a problem with people voicing their political opinions, that's fine, but it's like that's all that dominates the news cycle the next day is what this actor, actress, or director said at the award yeah. show about whatever in politics. I'm like, okay, well, can we focus on making good movies as well? You know, not to take <laughs> not to take away yeah. from what they're saying and they're passionate about something, and I, I respect that, and I probably share some of their ideals, but I just... It's kind of like this is my escape and so personally it's not that i'm not interested even in what they're saying i just like eh, i just want to watch the award show's hard enough to sit through as it is <laughs> yeah there i mean there's a part of me i mean i i i will clap along with people and you know people say something i agree with or say that badly needs to be said and yeah. i've never been one that thinks that people like shouldn't be using their you know right whatever they're the time they're given to like say something they feel is important that's that's their choice um however they want to handle it and however you want to take it is your choice however um i do feel like if you have a strong really strong political message and you happen to be an actor or a filmmaker um maybe let your work do the talking for you instead of getting up there and doing a lot of yelling and, yeah because like, a lot I, of I these think, movies are, are yeah. beautiful are, they are political in, in nature um you know let let the let the work 
talk do the talking for you and i think i think many people do that and and yep i don't know i it's getting off on an oscar tangent here but um so i'm gonna kind of if you don't if you don't mind if you uh, i'm gonna kind of cut that off and get to the the real uh meat of the episode and yeah yeah i just do want to say i i i totally agree with that i that that that's something that i i wish they would do more of is is let their their let their art show and because i think you're right you know moving into you know the, the razzies and stuff i think these this is an example of people that have let their art speak for them um in very, <laughs> yes, maybe when they shouldn't have. <laughs> maybe when they shouldn't have maybe these are people that were, were making statements <laughs> that didn't need to um yeah and I, honestly uh, i i have always actually tried to watch a couple of the razzies <laughs> Not the, not the award yeah. show or like um, I don't think there is an award show, but um, I, I have uh, there there is like an, a ten minute YouTube video that they do, and okay. I just actually watched the one from yesterday from this year, um, and it's it, it's funny, it's great. I recommend anyone go check it out or watch the ones from years past. I think the past four or five years have been doing a YouTube you know announcement of all the winners, mm-hmm. quotes around winners, of course, but. Um, so yeah, for those of you that aren't familiar, this is our first annual Razzies special, and we kind of went through a couple reasons why we chose not to do an Oscars special, even though we spent a few minutes talking about it. Um, I just feel like everybody who's talking, you know, out there have a, has a podcast or has a has a platform for talking about movies is all about the Oscars, and uh, we're gonna give a little bit of time to five movie, you know, the, the nominations of for movies that definitely don't deserve the time we're going to give them. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so just for just for like a really quick little background, if you're not familiar with what we mean by the Razzie Awards, it's actually, the formal name is the Golden Raspberry Awards, and it was founded by John J.B. Wilson in the first year that they gave awards was 1981, so it's been around for quite a long time. Um, yeah. I think it, it's kind of an interesting story. It sounds like it kind of grew out of a, uh, Oscars party that this guy threw every year and they started kind of making up joke categories and kind of ballooned into actually having nominations and ballots that he would pass out to people attending his party to nominate what they thought was the worst film or nominate, you know, funny named categories for things. And they would give away these golden raspberry awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just grew into and actually na- somewhat nationally recognized because um, in, you know, come to the 2000s and um, people are uh, actually coming to the party for this and accepting their awards. <laughs> so um, anyway, so what they do is they nominate in multiple categories, very similar to the Oscars. They nominate the worst um, movies or actors, actresses for the year. So, um, the current group of categories in which they make nominations for worst work is worst picture, worst director, worst actor, worst actress, worst supporting actor, worst supporting actress, worst screenplay, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel, and worst screen combo. And then the Razzie Redeemer Award, which is given to a Razzie recipient that has gone on to do something um actually great and thus redeem themselves as an artist so um so that's the the current group of awards that uh so they were each given i wasn't familiar uh, with that last one that's interesting but we're kind of thinking how do we do a razzie special like god we're not going to sit down and watch all five of these things you know movies that were nominated for worst picture so um what do we do? How do we pick what? Well, <laughs> well we yeah, what we ended watching? up picking is, you know, we, we did a poll on on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, and um, you know, we had, you know took the the one that received the most votes, and it was, uh, I mean, this was a, a lose lose situation, I think, for us, and so we we um, <laughs> yeah, we ended yeah. up not my best idea. I don't think that we've ever no. uh, well. It, bad it, for a show, but hey, I don't think no, I don't think it was. It's, I don't think it's bad for a show. <laughs> I think it was just bad for our personal well-being. Um, but the one that ended up winning was the 2018 <laughs> American, apparently mystery buddy comedy, Holmes and Watson, written and directed yeah, by Ethan yeah. Cohen. Your Majesty. May I present to you 
the greatest detective of all time, Sherlock Holmes. And Dr. John Watson. I love you. Watson? Oh! What a looker, right? She is stunning. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. His methods are ingenious. Right there. He's a master of disguise. What have you done with Sherlock? Why, Watson? I never left. Oh, amazing. And his mind is brilliant. Angle of approach. Compensate for warp and floor. Termination of mosquito. Well done, Holmes. Oh my God! Watson, stop panicking! A murder in Buckingham Palace. Solve this case in four days, or I will kill the Queen. Signed, Professor James Moriarty. Come, Watson. We have a killer to catch. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Shall we begin the autopsy? Dr. Grace Hart. A woman doctor? Impossible. Fortunately, we have a real doctor here. Yeah. Would you like some heroin? left to live. Solve this case. Her Majesty, would you mind if we had a picture together? Watson, who's going to take the photograph? I will take it. You see, it's sort of a self-photograph. He's a real fan. I swear, I never do this. Hey, girl! Hey, girl! Over by the window, the lighting's much better. Yes, yes. Oh, my God! Mother of shit! Hey, just a reminder, all the reviews we do here on the Video Junkyard podcast are full of spoilers. Now, most of the movies that we are reviewing are older than I am, so if you haven't seen them yet, get out there and watch them. But just as a warning, there are spoilers in these reviews. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, this... Yes. Um, This was a tough one to sit through. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a rough one. So this is one of the only comedies and i have seen a ton of kids movies that didn't have a single thing in it that was memorable or even brought a smile to my face and i I like to think of myself as somebody who's easy to laugh you know i like i like to laugh but but this one uh (laughs) i was looking and there was nothing And, and i think also I'm also a big fan of the source material, and I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit when I called it that. Um, you know, I, I love the Sherlock yeah. Holmes stories, uh, the, the Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes series, and um, I've just always really loved these characters. And so it wasn't that I had a problem with them being kind of spoofed on. Not at all. Uh, it's that I felt that this one's not really... doesn't really work. I mean... Yeah, I think that's one of the first things I noticed about this movie when turning it on is, um, I don't know, good parody has to have a certain amount of respect for its source material. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like nobody involved in making this film had any idea or had ever cracked a page of, you know, any of Arthur Conan Doyle's stories. Um, I have no idea where the characterization came from. It's like they just took the bits and pieces that, you know, everybody would recognize as Sherlock Holmes and kind of popped him in. Um, Obviously, I feel like, you know, just being familiar with the people that were in this movie, I'm sure there was a whole lot of improv. um, And just because you kind of see the way the scenes work, it's probably, it's not hard to see that that was a big, you know, big source for that they were trying to get comedy out of. And it just, um, I think that's going to be the number one thing that we're going to come back to when talking about Holmes and Watson is that it, doesn't have any respect or understanding for its source material and that is not just me being like a snob because i i'm a fan of sherlock holmes it's actually what makes it not funny yeah like if it was a smarter parody like this has been i mean sherlock holmes obviously has been parodied before to Mm -hmm. to you know um greater and lesser extents with, with it being successful or not but this one just doesn't it's i don't know i don't get what they were thinking yeah i know that this film kind of languished in prog- problems 
for a long time. And I nowadays you hear yeah. about that a lot with movies, and then you can tell because it's bad editing or something like that. This wasn't edited well. It wasn't written well. It wasn't performed well. There was nothing well about this. Um, there, there. No, actually, it the movie itself like it is was a mess. A, the scenes are long and meandering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that if anything, it's a bad parody not only of the Sherlock Holmes concept, but a bad parody of the uh, Guy Ritchie uh, yeah. Holmes movies, like you know, with with Robert Downey Jr. Which, and Jude Law, which were which I just don't understand because at this point those are fairly old. I mean, these are those are a decade old at this point. Why are we making a parody directly off of those movies? Like, but yeah, it's seen, they're already old yeah. enough to be out of the like public. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> um, it, it, there yeah. have been more and better, honestly, Sherlock Holmes interpretations since those have come out. So I don't really know where this came from. Um, in fact, it's so bad that on more than one occasion I had to ask myself, is Will Ferrell actually, like, teasing us? Is this a joke? Like, e- either either this is a terrible movie or he's brilliant. <laughs> Are they pulling some kind of a joke on us? Like, who's going to go see this movie? But I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they so. They seem to be doing their shtick. It's just not working in this movie. Like, him, he and, you know, John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. obviously we're familiar with their comic pairing from other movies that Adam McKay... Um, directed i had adam mckay was a producer on this unfortunately yeah but um did not write or direct it uh, like some of the other more successful comedies that the two of these well and uh, i and i think again that the concept worked better for those other two uh vehicles that they were in you know for like talladega nights the ballad of ricky bobby uh which is the first time that they were they worked together i i thought that movie was going to be stupid and honestly i ended up finding it incredibly funny um because that yep, is something same here. it took me a while to get to yeah it me too i didn't want to see it yeah i didn't want to see it I'm, <laughs> I'm not interested in nascar not if you if you are fine i just right. don't but but then there's, there's the stereotype about like the you know the or a series of stereotypes about like the nascar drivers right this kind of southern thing and they they captured those which was really amusing and honestly there's still there's still lines from from talladega nights that i still crack up at my favorite is still when he's being interviewed and uh, about why he's such a great driver and he wakes up and he says well i wake up in the morning i just piss excellence i mean that's <laughs> that that line <laughs> just has always stuck with me it's Step Brothers was a great concept what if you had these two middle-aged guys that still lived at home with their parents and now they became stepbrothers and they're yeah. these, you know juvenile behaviors and and those are kind of classics of a certain type or certain subgenre of comedy like they're all kind of like man child i don't know if that's really what you would call it but it's they're good examples of that and it it, it, those are legitimately funny movies i like stepbrothers a lot Mm -hmm. too and um so trying to like draw any comparison between those two movies and this um just don't the only comparison is it has the same people in it and that's that's it like i don't think any of the comedy in this movie works the same way i don't think there there's just no ideas behind this movie it's like it's it's like they came with like hey i have an idea you guys should be you know will ferrell should be sherlock holmes and and john c riley would be watson like oh yeah what are they gonna do well we'll solve mysteries or shit we'll figure that out later and they just never Never figured it out yeah like that's i I mean (laughs) there's, there's not actually really a mystery there's not a plot to this movie a whole lot besides no. we're just gonna chase you know oh my god and ray fines is in this movie he plays moriarty Moriarty in it um professor moriarty and oh my god what is he doing in this movie because he's so great in almost yeah. everything too and even he's just i mean lost lackluster really lost like terrible yeah. or anything just like yeah he feels um, really lost so, in this. Like even when he's delivering his lines, he feels like he's got this kind of attitude of "What the? F- I wander out of the wrong set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't yeah. Hogwarts." <laughs> and it's not that it's. Here's my theory: is that this movie was never going to be great necessarily, but it might have been a little bit, or actually kind of funny had you know somebody put some actual like care into making it a. Well, first we were talking like a. A respectful parody of Sherlock Holmes with some like ideas behind it um maybe some actual like scenes that were not just hey you guys improv some funny stuff you know make us laugh on set and um yeah. that's what it seemed like everything was doing and it just didn't work out when they tried to patch it all together later on 
I actually don't agree with you that there was never a chuckle in this movie. Okay. There's some moments that seem like from... They just aren't executed well. Like, there's some legitimately funny ideas or jokes, but, like, they're either taken too far off into left field or they're just not executed well, like, from a filmmaking standpoint. I wrote a few down, but this movie yeah, is I, so unmemorable that I actually don't know what I was talking about okay. when I wrote well, them yeah, down. Okay, well, yeah, because I was like, going to ask. Down, and... I was literally trying to write down... Um, I wrote, okay, the barf scene, which I don't even remember what the barf scene is oh, at this point, yeah. but so, I like, so got a Holmes, chuckle. Holmes, Probably the first time I laughed. Yeah, Holmes is, uh, you, find, you know, he's going to look at a body, and he he throws up mm, every time mm-hmm. he even thinks about looking like, at a body. Okay, so that that's a perfect example of it's actually funny in concept when you think of Sherlock Holmes and the character and, like, the whole thing. Like, okay, so he's throwing up at a body, and... Um, the joke itself is funny it's not played well though and it's played for way too long (laughs) yeah it just kind of keeps going i don't know just there's a reference to the movie ghost in here i mean talk about a dated joke yeah that is not funny at all and it's like it was a little bit dated when they did this in the naked gun sequel and that movie was made in the early 90s so it's like like right after um, I mean, yeah, they so might it's as, like, they what might as the well hell have, is a ghost they, joke doing Yeah, they might movie. as well have done, like, the kicking a guy down a hole and yelling, this is Sparta. You know, it's, it, that's, talk about you know, overplayed right. jokes anyway. Um, the yeah. the reoccurring gag in this with the eating raw onions, like apples. Like, eating eating an onion the yeah. way you would an apple. I mean, is that even a joke? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I might have, <laughs> maybe, nice. maybe this is the, no, nah, I just don't know that that's a meme or some shit, but I... That seemed really random, and for a random joke for it to yeah. be repeated so much, that's when I really started to wonder. And by, for the record, I don't think it's the case, but that's when I started to say, "Is he fucking with us?" Because it was so yeah. bad. <laughs> like, it's, there's it's that bad that you have to wonder. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah. And then there's the musical um, number. I wrote down a few more. Um, oh my god, yeah. Uh. And I actually, I remember texting you yeah. like, "Fuck my life at this point." Like, I don't. I am. Oh, there's like a half an hour left of this movie still, too, and it's like I just want out of this thing. Um, but I do, and I, but I actually, I think the musical number could have been funny in a better movie. Yeah. If the song was actually funny, if the like, I mean, again, like there there are pieces here that could work if they were just not all kind of like thrown together like you can't make a movie just because you have two people that are funny and some costumes and by the way what the hell was up with the costumes like the costumes are terrible like period costumes but not really like they're lazy period costumes and then what the hell was will ferrell wearing did he not have these people not even like did they not even like go and look at a picture of sherlock holmes online and you can't tell me you were trying to do something new and bold because this kind of a movie only works if you don't do that. Because otherwise, it doesn't connect with its source material. Right. Like you can't just change everything. And I don't know. Well, it was just it was like he doesn't other... act like Sherlock Holmes. No. He doesn't do anything Sherlock Holmes would do. His like deduction they play on a few times. That and basically they just parody the Guy Ritchie yeah. movie. But um, it doesn't ever make any sense. It's actually just it actually makes Sherlock Holmes look like a giant idiot. Which maybe was what they were trying to do to be funny, but it didn't work because they would like have the Guy Ritchie-esque chalkboard fly around type graphics, and um, well, and, and actually they do a lot of that on the the, the when, British uh, the BBC series as well. But, but when they made every single character in this an idiot too, like yeah. ev- everybody is doing screwball comedy, or even the straight characters are doing a bit of that. The only one I think who isn't. And even that, maybe kind of, is is the Moriarty character, is Ray Fiennes, and even still, that he, yeah. he does a couple of gags. So it's kind of like, yeah, the the whole idea just isn't working at, at all. I mean, there's the one the one gag too. I thought was real. There's a Trump joke in this, which is like, oh god, there's, there's a, a couple, couple and, and it's, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong, but. I mean, by all means, I put. Uh, yeah, like, I wrote that down. Really fit. Even the political jokes in here are stale and like unfunny. Even if I agree with what they're saying, like it's just not. It's not funny. It it, <laughs> like, it, it just, da- it's going to date the movie terribly too. 
you know it, yeah, it's I almost mean, like they're... no one else will ever watch this thing but yeah but it does like it, it's almost like they're going out of their way to date themselves to be random to not go out to the source i don't know i'm starting to talk myself into thinking no this is a brilliant piece of filmmaking because they're intentionally pimping the audience I mean, I'm starting yeah, to convince myself. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's true. God. I don't. I still don't think it is. Is this like but, Joaquin Phoenix with the um, beard? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, which which I never it's, saw either because I got so irritated with that. But you know, uh, yeah, I think they're. I, I don't think that these guys are method actors. I wish it that was well. <laughs> because I think I think these are people that you know are a little. They're legitimately people I like. Like I, I generally oh, yeah. like. Well, I like a lot of Will Ferrell comedies. I won't say generally because he's he is hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. But um, John C. Riley, I love. Oh he's yeah, good and everything from dramatic to yeah. Um, so I mean, these are talented. Ray Fiennes is you know one of the finest actors probably in the in the game yeah. ever. Um, so these are these are people that you know aren't screwing up a movie just because I don't think, but are you know? Um, and I think it's when I go back and I look at the work of the director, Ethan Cohen, not to be confused with Ethan Cohen, by the way, not the same person. Um, it is not something smart and meta because I just look back at his filmography and say, okay, no, this guy didn't come up with something. He's not pimping the audience. He came up with a concept he was trying to, you know, sell this thing for years. Somebody finally bit on giving him the money to do it, and he didn't really have a full, rounded-out idea, and probably had to shoot the thing fast. And he had his, he had his cast of people that were willing to do the movie, but he didn't have a movie, and so he shit out a terrible screenplay without doing his research. And I don't know. It shows. I you can't convince me that who you know these the. The person who wrote this, who was Eden Cohen, he wrote and directed the film, um, had any idea what he was trying to write. Like, he was not doing a lot of research on Sherlock Holmes or reading a lot of the, you know, old stories. Um, he basically, it looks like he basically did a Wikipedia search about, okay, Sherlock Holmes, okay, um, he lives at, you know, 221B Baker Street, and he, you know, just all these little details that he could put in, but nothing else like the characters yeah. don't make any sense the yeah it kind of feels like he, there's no actual mystery yeah, I, I feel like the research done for this film was like involved going onto youtube and just saying sherlock holmes and seeing just the first five videos that popped up like clips from other things and that was about it yeah <laughs> but because yeah you're right there's no plot yeah the entire back part of the um film is that holmes becomes convinced through his deduction that um watson is the murderer because only somebody close to him could you know fool him yeah. the way that the murderer was fooling him um it doesn't make any sense like even like why why in this even in this world of insanity that we're seeing right how does this character come to that conclusion it's just pulled out of the air for no reason because they didn't know what else to do with the script and i wrote right after that like this this sherlock holmes is portrayed as an idiot man child and that's exactly how he plays it that's what will ferrell's known for playing it's why he was inappropriate for the role in the first place um but they still could have given him a little bit more to to go with um, well, yeah and the, there's the ongoing gag oh, of God. mrs hudson banging <laughs> great historical figures it, yeah that was just and then she ended up being the big bad i mean right, i don't mind spoiling I, no it, so. no i was gonna say i don't, I don't care that we're spoiling this for, trust me but yeah and it no. was it was but like it <laughs> And essentially, again, it's supposed to be a random joke that it's just people from history. There's there's no, like, it's not like period. It's not like, you know, these are actually people she could have met. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, here she is banging Mark Twain and Albert Einstein. I'm like, what? how? <laughs> so make any sense. Yeah. And, and um, well, and they threw the Titanic in at the end, too, just to kind of, it, basically anything that happened in the 19th century could happen in this movie for some reason it just could all you know be thrown in there and actually the titanic was what it wasn't even in the <laughs> yeah this this one was um so that really doesn't make sense so anyway no and, and again i've seen bad comedies i i man i sat through beverly hills chihuahua today because it's on netflix and the kids <laughs> want to watch yeah, it and by the way i'm not plugging beverly hills chihuahua <laughs> 
Holy shit, that's bad too. But oh, I, but it, Beverly Hills Chihuahua looks like Citizen fucking Kane compared to this movie. <laughs> it so. was. So. It was. George Lopez <laughs> saying Rosebud with a Spanish accent. You know, it, it's just. Yeah, and, and we were actually sitting back. Sarah and I were sitting back watching that one. Like this was made in two thousand eight. Wow, it's amazing. From two thousand eight to two thousand nineteen, you could get away with a lot of racist and sexist shit in movies just like eleven years ago. Oh, and yeah. you know, and so that that movie brought up a more intense conversation. I don't say intense. It brought up a really interesting and, and fruitful conversation about like race and gender roles in movies over and changing over a short period of time in conjunction with like the me too movement this movie holmes and watson Mm -hmm. made me want to like stab my eyes kind of like in the movie cigarette burns by john carpenter you know this is the bottom of the barrel bad filmmaking with like even with a big budget it's still possible to make a movie this bad and i don't know what the budget of this movie was but to get the cast you got i mean they had to have a little bit of money to make it so I don't know. I don't feel like talking a whole lot more about this because I did want to get to some of the other Razzie stuff. So, do we even bother with a letter grade? I mean, I know what it's going to be. <laughs> this is this is an F that was eaten by Satan and shit out, and then eaten and re-shit out by lower <laughs> demons. That's the kind of F this is. Let me assure everybody at, listening at home that I really tried hard not to like bandwagon on this movie like i i was like okay we're gonna watch a razzie movie you know we're gonna watch holmes and watson i'm gonna try to like clean slate and give this thing a chance i've read nothing good about it but you know i've watched some movies i've read nothing good about and been able to pull out some positive this has zero positives yeah there is no reason to watch this movie don't waste your time i hardly ever say that this isn't um, even like so the i don't room know. believe you know, or Plan 9 yeah, from I'm Outer a, Space that, bad. You know, those are different kind of bad. This isn't, like, good bad. This is just a poorly constructed, poorly conceived movie. Um, if you And it's actually really hard to sit through, and it doesn't even run 90 whole minutes. So Yeah. There's only two other it's, things I was going to say about this. Yeah, one, yuck, one it's was, terrible. So this was originally announced in, in 2008. So it's it's been in hell mm. for 11 years. And originally it was going to be uh, Sasha Baron Cohen playing Holmes and Will Ferrell as Watson. And I wonder if okay. back then I mean, what kind I, of film I, I that would I, be. I'm like, oh, that sounds a little bit better. But if the same people were making it, it would have been just as bad. I right, guess. right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, I do want to just quote um, the Onions AV Club's review, which was, quote, a failure on almost every level. It's pervaded by an air of extreme laziness. It's cheap and tacky, a bizarrely dated parody of Richie's Holmes. Um Poised with rib elbowing, topical reference, and puerile gags. It's the Sherlock Holmes movie with the red Make England Great Again hat and the lactating Watson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sums it up. Yeah. yeah. But how does this compare to other Razzies? I mean, the, another, so. you know, we, it's been a while since we've done a random DC Comics reference. Um, you know, Halle Berry's Catwoman was, <laughs> won a Razzie, and she actually went and, and received the award. She did. She was a good sport. Showed up and received the worst actress um, Razzie uh, that year. Um, I act. I lo- I kind of love it when people show up and actually accept this award because it's just like okay, you know, I cash the check on this thing. I'm going to see it through. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's 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 a really like in my in my mind, it's a really classy move oh, to sure. show up and accept yeah. a, a award like this. So. I have no ill will towards the people that made Holmes and Walt Watson necessarily. I do kind of want my 90 minutes back, but hey, I chose to watch this knowing full well. I feel bad for the people that went and saw it like the day it came yeah. out or something. Um, I I got myself into this. So. Um, so just out of curiosity for anybody that doesn't or hasn't looked up the you know Razzie information or what was nominated this year Holmes and Watson was the winner it was announced yesterday at the time of recording yesterday so on Saturday um, February 23rd was when the 39th Golden Raspberry Awards were announced and Holmes and Watson did pull off the victory of worst picture of 2018 and I mean it certainly earned it it deserved every bit of worst picture (laughs) winner that um, I have not seen any of the, the other um, competitors they were um, Gotti which is the John Travolta John Gotti movie 
The Happy Time Murders, which is an an adult puppet movie made by Brian Henson, no less, starring Melissa McCarthy. Um, Robin Hood, which if you saw the trailer, I mean, self-explanatory why that has a Razzie nomination. Um, And Winchester, which is... um, Yeah, and actually, I saw the trailer to that one, and I thought it looked interesting. Um, Yeah, and that has Helen Mirren in the lead role. And actually, that um, one was recommended to me uh, by a guy that I know actually recommended. out of all of the ones on the list, there are some people that are sticking up for the Happy Time Murders, but Winchester is definitely the divisive one on the Worst Picture list. There are actually a group of people that enjoy that film and are sticking up for it. I have yet to run into anyone, and this includes all of the searching I did on, on Line, um there's no one out there saying Holmes and watson is a good one so like there's no one out there sticking up for it so when i heard people were walking out of this as common as people were and demanding their money back i mean that's that's really saying something yeah can you imagine you went holiday i think it came out around christmas time so holiday weekend or holiday um and you spend what is it in some places now 12 to 14 dollars to see a movie Per ticket, and not counting concessions. That's right, and that's the movie you get. Like, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not one of those. Like, I I feel like you should do a little bit of research, know what you're getting into. But like I said, this is a group of people in this film, actors wise, that I have enjoyed in the past. So I I, I might even be one of these people who would give it a shot. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I could feel. I can understand yeah. feeling ripped off by it. I don't know about getting your money back. I mean, I've always kind of been kind of back and forth on whether anyone deserves their money back but but yeah i mean i've never demanded my money back from a movie because i didn't like it i could see people doing that for this yeah and they you know they might have a case with this one so other things about the 39th golden raspberry awards that were historical this year is it is the first time that a sitting president of the united states has won a razzie award um the worst actor razzie went to Donald J. Trump for uh, Death of a Nation. Oh, yeah. And also the Worst Supporting Actress Award went to Kellyanne Conway for the same film. So these are two people that are not conventional actors, but certainly do a lot of acting in front of the camera is kind of the, the, at least the uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink version of why they're getting this award. You know, whatever your political beliefs are, whatever. it's it's funny that <laughs> not only they were nominated, but it kind of gives me a little grin on my face that they actually won the award. Which, I'm imagining that this golden raspberry statue is going to show up in a box in you know President Trump's office one day, and he's probably going to put it up on his shelf, thinking it's something. Or he'll tweet about it. He's he'll done. tweet and bitch about it. Which you know, I know at the top yeah. of the episode, we you know we complained about people, you know, bringing up politics roundabout way at at you know award shows, but in this case. It's not somebody getting an award using that as a soapbox. In this case, it's actually like, now oh, you were in a movie. Here you go. <laughs> I don't know. I, yep, I kind of, yep. not to not to split hairs, but yeah, that, that does kind of qualify as a little bit something different. I think they should do that more often. <laughs> Other presidents too, right? <laughs> they, uh, Holmes and Watson did was the big winner at the Razzies. It took four awards, and that is Worst Picture. It also took Eaton Cohen one for worst director, um, John C. Riley for worst supporting actor, and um, also for worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel went to yeah. Holmes and Watson as yeah. well. Uh, I think it is very deserving of that. the the sec- The actual second place um, went to uh, Fahrenheit eleven nine or and Death of a Nation. They were nominated in tandem because they both starred the members of the trump administration <laughs> and um that was the second place winner so three awards one to donald trump for worst actor kellyanne conway for worst supporting and worst screen combo was donald trump and his self-perpetuating pettiness was the the two oh god <laughs> um worst screen combo so yeah that was uh, those were the two the two big i, winners, I just actually um, saw fahrenheit for the evening 11 9 have you seen that one yet? i have not seen it no no I wasn't super interested. In, I don't know. I just um, I wake up and read the news every day and get depressed enough to watch a ninety-minute or hundred and twenty-minute 
documentary about the crap that's you know i already see going on around i don't know i should give it a chance it, I, I don't know to me it was just, it was i feel like i'm just gonna walk out more depressed than i, started, I don't know so. i think we've seen enough michael moore movies to know that what you're gonna get is a, a, a mixture of yeah he's got a really good point there and eh, that's a bit of hyperbole and then yeah well, he's got a point <laughs> right. there and the next one like okay that's a bit much yeah, and it was pretty typical. I mean, I don't think I walked away from it having learned anything new. Because I, you know, living in it, so, you know. But yeah, it it, yeah. it, it was all right. I mean, it, it, as, as far as it goes. I do find it amusing that they gave awards to uh, to the president <laughs> and to Kellyanne Conway. That's that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and again... Can't really get mad because it's a Razzie, right? It's all supposed to be in, in good right. fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they won't see it that way, of course, if they even understand that it's a, you know, what it is in the first place. Yeah. But you know, fake award uh, show, fake news, fake award show. <laughs> right, right. I was just gonna say, like, I, I think um, usually uh, from, from Razzie winners, uh, it, it's actually a good point. I mean, sometimes it is these gag kind of kind of awards but other times it's like worst worst screenwriting yeah because that was a really bad script it's a really bad screenplay yeah so you know i think a lot of times though they're they're pretty on the money even with without the the gag style gags or, or awards so, I mean, they're, they're, right. they're usually pretty dead on yeah and i i think they pretty much nailed it as far as i can tell i mean i haven't seen a lot of these movies but uh just from reading reviews and being aware of kind of the general conception of, of films and they're right on the money with most of these so um just a couple of quick mentions of things that i thought were kind of interesting with the the razzies this year the razzie redeemer award that we mentioned early earlier in the the show that a, a razzie recipient receives the redeemer award for doing a good piece of work or something you know thus redeeming them for their their uh nomination and or win in a different category so that was given to melissa mccarthy for her performance in can you ever forgive me which i've not seen but supposedly she's fantastic in that so oh. she's been supposedly quote unquote redeemed from her happy time murders and um i don't know it said something about it in the video go you guys go check out the video um you know subscribe to razzies and su support them it's a lot of fun it's yes it's all terrible movies and whatever but yeah it's it's it certainly has the sense of fun that the Oscars has been lacking for probably well ever. So, well, I, I, uh, I don't know. I did, I did kind of want to see Happy Time Murders. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying I won't ever see any of these other movies. Actually, Winchester, we were talking about that. That looked interesting to me. I only didn't see it when I found out it was supposed to be awful. So, um, I will not see the Robin Hood movie, guaranteed. No. <laughs> i will not see Gotti guaranteed pretty much but yeah i might see winchester and the happy time murders i'd i'd give it a chance yeah, so. never know <laughs> yeah i i doubt it'll be as yeah. bad as this it no i think they picked the right one and, and i haven't even seen all of them so i just i just got that gut feeling you know you know when you've you've picked a winner or a loser, you know, a loser in yeah. this case but um so Holmes and Watson was one of the worst movie viewing experiences of my life, and yeah, I would agree. You know, and it, it it's only eighty minutes long, so I mean that's that's a painful eighty minutes. It's, yeah, but well, I'm glad that's over with, though. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, thank God. Well, we'll we'll see what'll come up next year if there is a second annual. After the, I, mean, I think we will. I mean, the Razzies are fun. I like them, and I like to uh, you know give them my, our support in any way we we can, and they they do highlight some of the other side of uh cinema that the oscars is definitely ignoring although i do feel like the oscars have become more inclusive in recent years but anyway getting long-winded tonight so we'll uh let it go with that first video junkyard podcast first annual razzies special is uh at an end then so um so coming up on the show uh wherever this ends up um i have a feeling this will go out before so most likely you guys will be hearing our show on the 90s sci-fi horror film event horizon next week if by chance you've already heard that one <laughs> then we will be following <laughs> we've been following we'll be following this show up with our review of dungeons and dragons um inspired panic movie yeah. <laughs> mazes and monsters starring a young young tom hanks yeah. so you'll hear um, which i'm sure is another one i'm looking forward yeah. to well 
almost as much as I was looking forward to Holmes and, and Watson. And you'll be you'll be hearing those at some point, like Eric said, because here at the Video Junkyard Podcast, we live outside of the space-time continuum, apparently, so I can't tell you if it'll be past, present, future, when. But uh, regarding oh, yeah, our, our review, though, of Holmes and Watson, this year's wet, Razzie award winner uh drop us a line in fact i think this could be a kind of a fun thing to do any on any of our social media outlets whether it's facebook um or twitter or instagram please let us know uh what you think in your opinion would be the best short review of homes and watson have you seen it what is can you summarize it in one sentence or two sentences what shoot us an email or you know get in touch if you liked this movie I mean, for God's sakes, let, let us know why. I'm, I'm curious. I, <laughs> like, you know, um, is it a cry for help? You know, do we need it? No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, let us know why. I, I'd like to hear an argument in, in favor of this movie. Like I said, I've done a lot of reading about it, and I haven't seen one yet. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Drop yeah, us a line. Out, yeah, our, our uh, email address is videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter at videojunkpod. Uh, also, coming up in, on March 16th, we will be uh, on location at the Times Theater in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for Terror at the Times, where we're going to be handing out some stuff and uh, talking about the show a little bit. And at the Terror at the Times, they're going to be showing uh, Night of the Creeps, The Stuff, and Reanimator, one of my favorites. So feel yeah. free to, if you're in the area, if weather is good, which it hasn't been lately, but who knows, uh, feel free to stop by <laughs> right. for that. Uh, it's a great cause. They're trying to, they're always trying to uh, you know, keep this going where they show fun old movies at the theater. It's a real blast. So hope to see uh, folks yeah, out there. and definitely come up and say hi if you see us. Absolutely. There. So otherwise, I think we, uh, we can yeah, put on this note, one in the bag that. where it needs to be and then beaten severely with sticks. So, <laughs> this right. is Joe Peterson. And I'm Eric Branson. Have a good night. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at video junk pod, and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>